feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. Welcome to the 10th episode. So this is a small milestone, but it's a milestone for this podcast and for me personally, nonetheless. So before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode, which is a really fun episode, um, I want to say thanks to all the listeners that have inspired me to keep this going. When you respond well and keep listening, it just warms my heart, makes me so happy, makes me want to continue to do this. So 10 episodes is like a really small milestone, but I think it's important to acknowledge milestones and um, kind of look at how this has evolved over the past two months even, you know, since I started it and it's taken me that long to get to 10 episodes, but now we're rolling and I'm so glad that all of you that joined me either for just this one episode or you found something you like here and so you keep listening again, I just want to say extend my deepest gratitude to each one of you and also reiterate that what helps me continue to grow is that if you like something you hear, please leave me a rating um, on Apple Podcasts. I think that's the only platform that really uses that system, but it really helps me with the you know, algorithm. The more ratings you have, the more likely the system is to show my podcast to more people. Or if you subscribe, you'll get new episode notifications because I put out an episode every week. My goal is to have them out by Wednesday, but as you can see, this one's going out on Thursday. I'm a mom. I'm imperfect. I'm getting there, okay? Um, So we'll get into that in this episode a little bit, that like when you're building a business, you kind of, you just keep going, build it one piece at a time, you know, we'll get there, okay? So if it, if you like this episode, you like any of the episodes, please subscribe, leave me a review, a rating, um... Or share it with your friends. If you hear something that's like, oh, I know somebody that needs to hear this, that would enjoy this or feel uplifted by it or take something useful, please share it with people because that's um, a really good way to help me get in front of more people that this might resonate with. So I really appreciate each and every one of you for listening and your continued support. I really want to extend that gratitude. And with all that said... Let's get into the episode. All right, welcome to another episode of the Science of Light. Today I am joined by... Miranda, um, who is my boss, kind of, (laughs) you know, one of my bosses. I do a lot of things, and Miranda owns Namaste in Nature, which I work for leading yoga hikes. Um, So, yeah, thanks for Mm -hmm. joining us, Miranda. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. um, So today I wanted to talk about um, kind of how you have, like, built Namaste in Nature and made a thing that totally should have existed and didn't exist and brought it into existence, which is yoga hikes. That was like 
not really mm-hmm. a thing before you started this, I guess, but it's awesome. Um, so I'd love to get into kind of the story of how that evolved and where it is now and kind of how I mentioned that you are like one of my bosses, but in some ways you're also totally like a mentor and how that, how those things, uh, kind of differ. Um, so yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the background of Namaste and nature? Yeah, totally. So, uh, my, I call it my past life before this was in the corporate world. I went to school for marketing and advertising and I worked at an ad agency and then I worked for a fortune 500 company and I just got really burnt out around 2015. I also had ended a really like toxic relationship and was also diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. So I decided it was time to hit the reset button and I quit my job and I ended up doing about six months um, backpacking and volunteering across Southeast Asia. And one of my biggest milestones during that time was doing my 200-hour yoga teacher training in Southern India. It was um, at an ashram and it was based on traditional Hatha style yoga. Um, To be honest, I didn't even really know what Hatha was when I signed up for this training, but I'm so glad I did. I got a really great foundation of yoga. I honestly didn't even totally intend to teach after the training, but I just wanted to learn more about it because it had helped me um, through those tough times that I mentioned before, and I wanted to learn more. So um, wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do, so I just kept traveling and figured I would figure it out along the way, and I ended up doing a lot of hiking, spending a lot of time outdoors. I hiked the Annapurna Circuit in Nepal, Um, I have a sister that lives in Europe, so I spent some time there and I hiked through the Alps and um, also spent some time in South America, did a five-day trek in Peru through the Andes. And I also spent some time in Thailand and Myanmar meditating and reflecting with Buddhist monks. So um, I understand this is a pretty crazy experience and um, really uh, you know, not totally accessible for a lot of people, especially now, cause it's 2021 at, you know, after the year we've had travel is very difficult, especially abroad. So super grateful for all of those experiences. And I share all that to show where the inspiration for this kind of came from. And I experienced so much health, happiness, and healing through nature, yoga, and meditation. And I was like, Oh, let me see if I can combine these experiences into something a little more accessible in uh, the U.S. And I grew up um, about an hour outside Asheville in South Carolina. So I kind of moved back to the area, even though I said I never would. And I was determined to live in a big city and live by the beach and just didn't want to. So a friend um, had suggested, I'm definitely not the first person ever in the history um, of history to do a yoga hike but kind of the first to build a business around it and do it really consistently and build a team around it. Um, So I started that in 2017. I had one location and I was actually freelancing for a business here in Asheville during the week. And I just put, put it out there on the weekends. Anybody want to join me for a yoga hike? And once I started getting some bookings, I could experiment, get some feedback, Um, and then it just kind of grew from there each year, added more 
guides and more trails and more guests and super grateful to be in the space where I am today with an amazing team to help this business grow. Nice. Very nice. So you mentioned um, that it kind of grew out of like, you went through like a hard time. Do you, it's okay if you don't want to elaborate too much, but can you elaborate a little bit on like kind of where you were more before it started? You know what I mean? Like, so the reason I asked that is because the yeah. theme of this podcast is like recovery. Right. And so I think I just want to kind of yeah. dive a little bit deeper into that, how, you know, yoga and hiking were like instrumental in your recovery, just a little deeper dive there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would say it has definitely been a journey in recovery and helping others has definitely helped me in a lot of ways. So, um, I mean, I would comfortably say it was probably rock bottom when I, uh, quit my job and broke up with this boyfriend and, you know, he was kind of abusive and did a lot of gaslighting and we dated for three years. So it took a long time to recover from that. Cause it's, yeah. you know, I mean, occasional like physical abuse, mostly mental and emotional. And I was the only one working for over a year mm -hmm. and I was paying all the yeah. bills and, um, he just, I don't know, he was struggling with all of his own issues to be fair. Like he had an abusive family situation and he had a lot of his own issues that he needed to work through, but just was not doing that in the best way. And I tried to help as much as I could, but at a certain point I just was like, I I'm so miserable. Like this is not helping either of us. It just mm -hmm. needs to end and I need to move on. And I remember certain points where I was like, it's going to be better. I was like, this is, you know, really probably one of the lowest points in my life. And I was definitely depressed and so then I would work more to like be away from him and yeah. get super burnt out. Like my, my life, my, my identity was just my career, which I don't think is ever really a healthy place to be in when, uh, you, you know, kind of use your career or your job as a coping mechanism. So, yeah. so yeah. And I think all of the stress from working and that relationship is what triggered the autoimmune disorder, just Hashimoto's. It's a thyroid issue. Yeah. So I was just exhausted and tired all the time. And I was like, I, I've just had never really felt like that before. And I actually, um, considered suicide at one point I was like, and then that's when it kind of snapped me out of it. I was like, wait, this is mm -hmm. not, this is not who I am. Like I've never thought of this yeah. before or since. And that was the only time I had considered it. And I was like, someone I'm with like should not make me feel this way that I don't want to live anymore. And I was like, no, if I take the easy way out, then he wins. Like I'm going to win. I'm very competitive. So I was like, no, I'm going <laughs> to live my life and get the most out of it. And that'll teach him. <laughs> nice. So how did that happen? Was there like a moment and I guess that was the moment. And then you started making big changes from there. Did everything kind of change at once? You broke up with a guy and quit the job at the same time? How did that kind of play out? Yeah. Oh, there's a little bit of time in between there. So I had, I finally had the breakup. It took months and like, you know, multiple attempts and then it finally happened. He actually, mm -hmm. I broke up with him and then he refused to move out for several months after that. So that was yeah. miserable. Um, yeah. because he wasn't paying any bills and just refused to leave, but I had put his name on the lease and I didn't think I'd be able to like 
kick him out. I don't know, whatever, just not a good situation. So after that, um, I was listening to a lot of audio books and just kind of reassessing my life. And I was also about to turn 30 coming up. This was kind of around that like 28, 29, 30 Saturn return type age and reassessing my life and just felt like, like I was meant to be doing more. And this is just now coming back. I hadn't really thought about it in a while, but I just kept thinking about death a lot, like, which was really weird. Not, not in the suicide type way, but in a way where like, man, like why, you know, I'm going to die someday, just kind of realizing my mortality and like, what am I going to do with the time that I have right now and get the most out of it. And I felt like going to my job every day, which, you know, it was pretty good. I learned a lot and I worked with some great people and um, I worked for a company that I could align with. Um, it was Whole Foods Market. So I definitely aligned oh, with cool. them wanting to make the planet better and uh, make organic food more accessible to people and, you know, treat animals better. So that was great. But, you know, I was also just getting burnt out. And there were so many people I worked with that would just come to work and complain every single day. Like they'd been working there for a decade mm-hmm. and complaining about the same stuff every day. And I'm like, well, yeah. I guess you can either complain about things or you can make a change. So I decided to take some risks and make some changes. Nice. So were you in, you were living somewhere else at the time you weren't in Asheville until after you came? Oh yeah. I was in, I was in South Florida. So Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so then pretty big city. So I think I was really craving nature Mm, yeah. So then that resulted in you going. Sorry, I think there's trip. a lag with like me hearing you. Sorry. <laughs> there totally is. Yeah. So then you leave, leave the job and go on the big trip. Yeah. And then you wound up in Asheville after that. Yeah. Yeah. I had originally grown up in the upstate of South Carolina and then I went to school in Florida in uh, Tampa. So that's how I ended up down there. And then my job ended up being in Miami and then Fort Lauderdale. So I was living in a big city. I was living near the beach, which was awesome for a while. And then I just really started to miss the seasons and miss being closer yeah. to nature and spending time outside. So yeah, that trip when, when I got back, um, I, I again was like, what am I going to do? You know, I can literally do anything right now. I don't have any kids. I don't have a job. I don't have, I had sold everything in Florida and was looking to move to a new place and was just drawn to Asheville for some reason. And yeah, moved up and, uh, had a housemate, had a roommate for a couple years and just decided to, you know, again, kind of have another fresh start in a new city and start yeah. a new business. Yeah, that's awesome. So I remember actually, because I, so some people, I hear some people say uh, like Asheville chooses you and you end up here, you know, Asheville like chooses people and you get drawn mm-hmm. here. Cause I felt that too. And I moved here um, actually for the second time to do my yoga teacher training in 2017. So I remember seeing um when you were kind of I guess starting Namaste in Nature I remember seeing the Facebook events that's so and cool so that's how it like started right you were that was kind of your mode of advertising was it Facebook I mean that's what I saw maybe mm-hmm. you were doing other stuff too or just using Facebook events to advertise yeah oh it, it was mostly yeah it was mostly Facebook I I had a website 
but it was very basic. And I really tried to use social media, like Instagram and Facebook, especially to, um, let people know about my experiences. I used Eventbrite for a while, but it's definitely evolved since then. Thankfully it's gotten much better and much less clunky and much more professional. (laughs) Totally. Well, so that's a huge thing. Cause I remember, so like, I, I like to kind of like work for myself and whatever. And I was just recent. So around the time I started working for you, which was not that long ago now, it was like, I don't know what, three or four months ago, I started working for you, um, mm-hmm. with Namaste in nature. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing like a social media post that was like, we're hiring. And I was like, I was graduating school at the time. So I was getting ready to have some like more space in my life basically whenever I saw it. Mm -hmm. And I remember going through the thought process of like, well, do I try to like start doing these on my own? You know what I mean? Or get a job working for you. Mm -hmm. And ultimately I decided to work for you instead because you've built this very robust like um, system, like the whole system that you use. Can you explain a little bit more about like everything you've built basically, maybe if you want like how it evolved or, you know, where it's at now. Yeah. It looks pretty easy. That's my goal is to make it, you know, easy for my team and for my guests, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. So first of all, I had to learn about permits, um, because if you're Mm -hmm. using, you know, the beautiful waterfalls and mountains that we have here, then you have to go through the appropriate channels and acquire permits. You have to have liability insurance. There's a lot of paperwork involved with that. Have an LLC in order, you know, you have to form an actual company in order to apply for all of that, get the insurance and get the permits. And um, yeah, so that was an interesting learning process. And then just getting the word out there. Um, Another challenge has been, it's not something, like you said, I'm kind of inventing this and, and, and making up yeah. as I go along. And whereas, you know, just hiking and maybe a bike tour or maybe kayaking, those are things that are well established. And that's what you think of doing when you go to a city or when you go yeah. to a city like Asheville or go to an area that has a lot of outdoors um, activities, but people aren't searching for yoga hikes. So, um, thankfully I have a background in advertising and marketing. So I was able to kind of come up with a strategy and really start, um, encouraging people to try this experience. I I know there's a ton of people out there that would love to do this. They just don't know it exists yet. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, so that's what, like something I've kind of experienced in, I mean, like, so I ran a cleaning business before and like now I'm trying to do this thing with the podcast and I'm like, so when you're starting a business, you kind of like, Mm -hmm. you add things as you need them, you know? Uh, And so it's like, Mm -hmm. we see your finished product that you are at with Namaste and Nature now and like kind of where you started. I just think it's like a really fascinating, good Mm -hmm. example of how you started with like just Facebook events. And now it's like this very seamless, like people book and then I guess maybe guests don't know this on their end that like they book and then for uh, for me as a guide we get to see like Mm -hmm. when somebody's booked we can go pick up the shift or not um whenever we're available it's just a really good system um so I think it's interesting to look at kind of how that evolved because you totally didn't just like you know so I guess some businesses they get like funding and they just throw a bunch of money at it and they start with all this stuff but you kind of built it 
yeah. over time, you know? Oh yeah. It's definitely grassroots, like pun intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot that's helped me along the way. I have a fabulous business coach. Um, I'll give her a shout out. Her name's okay. Mado Hesselink and she's the host of the yoga teacher resource oh, yeah. podcast. So it's been really helpful to have a business coach, especially as a solopreneur where I didn't have a partner or anyone else I really started it with. So it was just me. Yeah. And it's really helped to have her, you know, give me feedback and give me advice and even tell me things maybe I didn't necessarily want to hear, help me work on my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, you know, very bright brained. I like to do the creative, the marketing, take the pictures, yeah. write the copy, design the website, design the logo, all that stuff. But all of the you know, more left brain administrative things like bookkeeping and scheduling and, you know, paperwork. Like I really don't enjoy that part of it. So, um, yeah, I, it's definitely been trial and error too. I've made plenty of mistakes along the way, but that's how you learn, right? You fail, you try something, it doesn't work. You pivot, you try something else. There's been plenty of things that just I've tried and nobody signed up for, or they just didn't work And now, but you would never know because they don't exist anymore. You know, I was like, I'm not going to keep trying to force this. I'm just going to stick with what works, keep growing that and let go of what doesn't. (laughs) Totally. So how did the brand evolve? I get like, did you just come up with it one day or were you doing it before you thought of the name? Yeah. Well, I was actually talking with a friend who was also starting an outdoor business at the time. She started, um, my friend Jennifer started asphalt hiking tours. And we, okay. uh, met through a meetup group. She, she was hosting a hike and I actually went on that hike and we kind of became friends after that. Cause we were both starting businesses. And, um, she was, she's the one who put planted the seed of a yoga hike. And I was like, what is that? How does that work? She's like, I don't know. I've never done it, but I've seen it in other cities, but I haven't seen it in Nashville. I was like, okay, well yeah. I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make it happen it combines all the things that I like to do, which is hiking and yoga and nature and meditation. And then, you know, create being creative and using the skills that I went to school for and that I've cultivated through my career. And I'm a big fan of alliteration. So namaste in nature, just like the ends kind of worked and it's, it helps people remember it too. Like it's a a memory device when you have repetition or repetition of the Uh same sound or repetition of the same word it kind of helps people remember it. And that's just what came to me. And interestingly enough, um, I mean, I chose that in 2017, but it's taken on more meaning like since I started it, like each year I'm like, wow, you know, I think this had a lot more meaning than I consciously realized at the time. And I designed the tree pose, like in a tree, I designed that logo and it's taken on more meanings. Like I started donating trees and I just have this connection with trees and tree pose now. And, um, you know, people like love the logo They I wasn't intending to make merchandise, but I, people wanted shirts and they wanted things, stickers with the logo on them. So I have that now. And, um, yeah, each year I kind of learn and grow more. And I mean, I think, I don't know if you've experienced this as a business too, but it's so easy to brand other businesses. Like I, I also do some consulting on the side with other wellness and, um, responsible businesses and it's so easy to help them. But when you're working on your own, like you're so critical, you want to be a perfectionist. It's so hard to work on your own brand. So it's been a struggle and a challenge in a lot of ways. Totally. Well, and I think that also speaks to the value in having like a business coach too, because I'm like, so that's why like Mm -hmm. my website 
is not does not match the podcast name because as my ideas were like developing, I thought of more things that seemed to fit better. So yeah, so I feel that that it's like it's always evolving and it's hard. It it helps to have like a sounding board um to kind of get out of mm-hmm. yourself. So that's why it's yeah, it's totally good to have um feedback. Yeah, branding. It's a whole thing. Um so can you explain maybe I should have brought this up earlier, but for people that don't know, so what what is like the rhythm of a yoga hike? What is a yoga hike? So explain it to me like I don't yeah. Them, like I don't know yeah, maybe we should have explained that earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, yeah, it's kind of what it sounds like. So we um, combine yoga and hiking and meditation. So we uh, hike to either a waterfall or a beautiful mountain view, and we do a guided uh, yoga class kind of tailored to the skills of the group. We've had plenty of beginners, plenty of people who, I mean, plenty of people have joined this and it's been their first time doing yoga ever. It was on a yoga hike. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like less intimidating for a lot of people to do yoga outside with a small group um, instead of going to a studio where they feel intimidated and feel like they're the only one that doesn't know what's going on and feel like they're not the yoga type. And like, I hear this all the time from um, guests and it's a pretty intimate experience because we have small groups, 10 or less average group sizes you know, probably four to six. And, um, you get to know somebody pretty well over two or three hours for the experience. So, and I like to allow some creativity for like myself or the guides, whatever you're authentically into. I just want to be an authentic connection. And the goal is for people to reconnect to themselves and to reconnect with nature. And so like me and you and the other guides are the facilitators for that. We've done, you know, so much training in yoga and have our own practices and our own interests that we can share with others to make them feel happier and healthier, both, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Totally. I love it. Yeah. That's what I've experienced that too with like, you know, it's good. I'm an introvert, first of all. So like I go on these hikes and as a guide, I'm like, it's, it does feel even as an introvert, it's like, I can talk to these people about Mm -hmm. like what they do, why they find, found themselves, you know, like how they found themselves on a yoga hike. And it's always super interesting to hear people's stories, connect with them, you know, get to connect with Mm -hmm. other people. I love that about it. Um, but so then, I'm an introvert too, uh, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel you. I never, it's funny. Like, cause I've been yeah. on hikes with you and it doesn't even come across that way. It's, int- but it's, I think that's the intimate setting. So for people that are introverts also, it's yeah. like, it's totally, it's less intimate. Yeah. It's, and it's great. Um, yeah. Well, there's so, this term called ambivert where you're kind of, you kind of go uh, both ways. Like sometimes you're introverted, yeah. sometimes extroverted. So I can kind of turn it on a little bit, but I definitely need to recharge afterwards and yeah. be like, okay, I need to like read a book or, you know, meditate or <laughs> just chill for a little bit afterwards. I'm that way too. Yeah. Even like my Myers-Briggs personality type says I'm an ambiver- ambivert. Um, but so nice. now you've built it up to, you have like me and several other guides working for you and even a person that does Mm -hmm. like kind of the booking, uh, part. So Mm -hmm. what is, um, what is a day in your life like these days? (laughs) Like super micro. Every day is so different. (laughs) 
Um, well, right now, I mean, it's, we're talking in February right now, so it's technically the off season. So it's not mm-hmm. our typical season. Uh, the yoga hike season kind of starts rolling in March. It'll really get started like April through October is kind of our main season. So it's going to start picking up and, and getting a little busier. Um, but yeah, I mean, typically all it depends if I'm leading the hike or if somebody else is leading the hike, um, like if I'm leading a hike, then it'll be in the mornings. Cause that's kind of the best time to, to go out there, get in and out before yeah. everything gets really crowded and it's less likely to rain in the mornings. Um, and then, you know, after a hike, I would come home and maybe I have some client work with my other business, my consulting, and maybe I need to work on some stuff for this business, whether it's PR, like public relations, setting out press releases, following up with people, um, you know, filling out paperwork, working on taxes. There's, there's always something to do when you're an entrepreneur, especially when your business is small. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's never, never a dull moment. And some days are more productive than others. It's just going to happen. Some days you're up, you're like, yes, this is the best decision ever. I'm so glad I started this. I'm so glad I worked for myself and have this freedom. And some days you're just like, what did I do? It would be so much easier (laughs) to just go to a regular job and just like clock in, clock out, get a paycheck. And it's just like, it's a roller coaster. So I listened to how I built this podcast, which is really inspiring. And they interview entrepreneurs. I mean like Uber, super crazy, successful entrepreneurs, like really big companies that everyone's heard of. Uh, but still the, the lessons apply to no matter what size business you have. Yeah, totally. When I love that, I love getting (laughs) like a, an intro, like a look into people's, you know, like I tend to see the same things with people that are like, successful at doing something whether how however big it's small big or small it is people mm-hmm. have some kind of like you know like in source of inspiration I guess I love podcasts clearly that's why I started mm-hmm. one um, you know um but yeah, yeah so where do you think um do you have like big grand plans for namaste in nature like future plans things you want to add on <laughs> it's okay if you don't want to jinx anything or like you know but um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm always dreaming big and growing and, and thinking about what we're doing next. Um, it's public now that we're doing some stuff with chimney rock state park this year. That was yeah. months in the making, like months of calls and emails and just going back and forth and figuring out schedules and logistics and all that stuff. So I'm really excited that we're doing four classes at chimney rock, um, yeah. this spring, and hopefully that'll lead to more. This is kind of the test run. And yeah. I'd also like to help other people start similar businesses around the country. So obviously not here in Asheville as direct competition, yeah. but you know, there's so many beautiful places around the country that this business and business model could work for and it'll help develop an industry. You know, maybe somebody does yoga hike here, but they live on the West Coast and then they want to do something similar there, or vice versa. They discover, you know, something similar in California or Oregon or Washington state. And then, you know, when they come to visit the East coast, they come do it here, do a yoga hike here. So I I'm actually working on a program to help other yoga teachers start, uh, similar businesses in other places. So, um, definitely in its beginning stages, but yeah, I, I'd love to see more people doing this because there's just so many health benefits and, and 
um, you know, more timely in 2020, so many yoga studios have closed. Like, I mean, I think half yeah. the yoga studios in Asheville have closed last year due to COVID and restrictions and stay at home orders and all of that. And it's just, you know, safer to be outside and, um, more accessible in a lot of ways. So I'd love to be able to help other yoga teachers use those skills. Cause you, I mean, you know, yoga yeah. teacher training ain't cheap. Like you got, you want right. to get a return on that investment. And that's one of my yeah. uh, motivations for starting this business was, you know, I don't want to be just a part-time yoga teacher who's making, who's teaching, you know, one class yes. and making a few bucks a week off that. I want to try to, um, at least recoup the cost of my training. So I kind of go back and forth. I'm really grateful that in one sense I can be in the yoga space and wellness and healing and, you know, that kind of like Asheville hippie alternative Mm -hmm. mindset, but also with, um, come back to the business side, which is like, okay, let's get things done. Let's plan ahead. Let's make things happen. And, um, yeah, it helps to have both of those skills for sure. Yeah. Well, so with that in my, like, um, you do like, you already do a lot of things. Uh, like you have a YouTube channel, you're, all, <laughs> yeah. you're like always doing stuff mm-hmm. you know, to like, um, <laughs> can you say a little bit more about that? Like, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So, and that's like mm-hmm. some things that you've helped me with. Like I lead hikes for like through your business, but like you're, you were like mm-hmm. giving me tips on like email marketing and and SEO and stuff like search engine optimization for people that aren't familiar with that term. Um, yeah. So can you speak, I guess, a little bit more on you? You seem to have like a more grand arching yeah. plan over your business, mm-hmm. which is informed, I guess, by your prior career in marketing. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I'm also type A, which I think is one of the things that led me to yoga. Like I just have always been more. I have to be doing a lot of things to be productive and get things done. Like in college, I was in a million different organizations. I was, you know, cheerleading and I was in a sorority and I was in honors classes and I was like in all these organizations, I led campus tours. I've just, this kind of always been that way. And I like to have different things going on so I don't get too, maybe it's ADHD and I was never diagnosed or something, but I just like need to have different things going on so I can switch and not just be doing the same thing all the time. Like some people just love going and doing the same thing every day and having things being really predictable. And I, I don't function well that way. So, um, I think that's actually one of the things that led me to yoga was that's why I, my personal practice, I like to do more of the grounding and relaxation Mm -hmm. practices like yoga nidra and yin and restorative and just slow mindful practices. Cause it helps like bring me down from all of the type anus and anxiety. Uh, So, you know, I think you got to work with what you got. So I use that to my advantage. I can be really productive and do different things to a certain point until I get burnt out. And then I have to like use that self-care. So, um, it's, it's a really great balance. I do so much on the computer, but then doing the hikes outside, you know, I like being outside anyway, but knowing that somebody's there waiting for you, you're going to get paid for it. Like it's extra motivation to get you outside instead of being, stuck on the computer. So, and also with the, um, COVID last year, I had to shut down for several months. The trails were closed. Businesses were closed, stay at home orders. So I needed to keep myself busy to keep my sanity. And I also wanted to help people, um, 
mentally, physically, emotionally. I was like, I have all these skills that are helping me get through the isolation and Uh the change and the uncertainty tools, meaning yoga, meditation, mindfulness, um, going outside. And so I wanted to stay relevant. First of all, keep putting things out there to keep the brand relevant. Um, I also wanted to keep busy myself and share the tools that I think would help other people. So that's where a lot of the uh, videos came from, uh, during that time. And then I just kind of kept doing them. I, st- I even have more footage that I haven't even edited yet. Like it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, I love, well, and I don't have kids over... that helps too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Kids just slow <laughs> things down. We can still do things. Yeah. I'm very yeah, grateful like for still, people that, yeah, down. exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so with that said too, is like, so a big theme for you is I didn't even know you're planning on, I love the idea of kind of mentoring people into taking this elsewhere. Um, can you maybe talk a little bit about kind of the mindset? I think, so there's a different mindset Mm -hmm. between being a mentor and a boss. And I think you really hit like the Mm -hmm. mentor side. So can you explain some of the, maybe some of the differences there or your approach, um, and how that kind of shows up in your life? Yeah. I really appreciate that because I, I mean, that is one of my intentions. I do want to mentor other people and share the skills that I've learned. And I mean, I'm just one person. I can't you know, Mm -hmm. fix all the problems that I want to fix in the world and support all the people that, you know, can, can use this support. So by helping and mentoring other people that, you know, expands the network and, you know, other people that are into yoga and wellness and helping people, uh, empower themselves to be healthier and happier, um, so I've actually already mentored a few people. Um, a few people found me through either my website or through the Asheville Yoga Festival, which didn't happen last year, but I was a part of for a couple of years yeah. before that. Um, I've helped someone in Florida, someone in Arizona, and someone in North Carolina, like another part of the state kind of started up. But it was really Ooh. just kind of a, a one-time thing, like here's my advice. I didn't really do a continuous program with them. So that's what I'm developing now is there's so, and I, and I've learned more since then as well, learn more myself that I can share, um, with this specific industry kind of being an expert. And the only, I haven't found anybody else who's doing exactly what I'm doing or doing it as often as I am. Yeah. No, you've totally built like a, I, I guess, yeah, like totally people probably do this and there are lots of people that love to do yoga out in nature, but, um, I think it, Mm -hmm. so I guess this would be a good time to say, like, what can you describe what the season is like? I mean, I think I know it's like every day people can go on a hike every day mm-hmm. for multiple locations. Mm-hmm. So can you describe a little bit more about that? Like when the busy season happens, like what are the options for people if they want to come on a hike? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it uh, helps that Asheville is already kind of a, a tourism destination. So yeah. it's, it's different. You have to decide, are you going to cater to a local audience or people that are visiting? And, you know, it's different in a lot of ways, depending on which your audience is. So we do have a lot of visitors here that visit Asheville. It's an awesome place to visit. If you haven't been here yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little uh, promo for Asheville. There. There's a lot of awesome things to do in addition to a yoga hike. Um, so 
Yeah. I mean, during the the busy season, we offer both public and private yoga hikes. I think private hikes are going to be a lot more popular this year um, concerning the yeah. circumstances. But we also do public hikes that people can just book instantly. I actually just went through and like updated the website in a lot of ways. So I'm really excited for people to go to the website. I think I made it a lot more streamlined and simpler nice. uh, to decide whether you want to instantly book uh, an experience that's already happening and scheduled, or if you want to more customize something, something more custom okay. and private. So yeah. And we also do private yoga classes as well. So, um, for example, October was pretty crazy last year. That's why I posted in September, like help, I need more help. Yeah. And I'm so that's glad you're one on. of the people that yeah. responded to that <laughs> because yeah, October, um, there's this one weekend where we had private yoga classes. I had, um, a group of 20 from Nashville that came and, and wanted two private hikes. And then we had our regularly scheduled hikes on top of that. So I think that weekend we had maybe seven or eight different <laughs> things that were going on. And I think that's just a, a little preview into the future, like the more awareness that we gain yeah. and the more people want to be outside and the more people care about their health and wellness now, just the more business we're going to get and the more space we can provide for people to have you know, a meaningful experience. And I also really want people to, uh, enjoy nature mindfully and responsibly and, you know, treat it with respect. That's why we plant trees to offset our carbon emissions and we can, you know, maybe pick up some trash we see along the trail and just set a good example for people outdoors. Nice. I hear your cat. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I can't mute her. Part of the fun of doing virtual, virtual real stuff. life, yeah. To hear people's kids and cats, and sometimes dogs. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. Yeah. So maybe see her. She wants I'll, to sit on my lap. Oh, hi, kitty. Um, so I will link in the show notes to your website, but I also want to um, shameless plug for myself. I, so you're doing this cool thing where you're giving guides that want it to have a regular day of the week this season. So if anybody wants to go on a hike with me, you can go on Fridays to a waterfall. And yes, um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that's going to be super fun. And other days too, um, I'll just randomly be leading or any of the guides are fantastic. It's super fun. I've loved the experience um, getting to meet people. Everybody always has an interesting story. It's great. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's what I think people are craving now more than ever is just human connection. And outdoors is, like, considered a much safer space to do that, especially with strangers. Like, you you can't really go – like, if you go anywhere now, like, nobody wants to interact with you if they don't know you. And um, But outdoors, it just – it's a whole different energy. Like, you're outside. There's plenty of space. There's fresh air. There's sunshine. There's – you're surrounded by nature, which is, like, naturally calming and relaxing and – um, makes people feel less anxious there. I have a blog post on the website about 108 health benefits of being outside oh, cool. and doing yoga and meditation. So yeah. yeah. And I mean, you've gotten some great reviews, but, uh, that are on the website. So you've done a great right. job. And that's, I guess one of my last pieces of advice is like, you really get out of it, what you put into it. If you just, totally. you know, do it every once in a while and you're like, Oh, like, you know, whenever I can fit it in or happen to do it, you're not going to get much out of it. But if you make it a priority, um, and this is whether you're working for a business or starting a business or whatever, you get yes. out of it what you put into it. Kind of like karma in a way. You put all this good stuff out there, you're going to get a lot of good stuff back. Yes, I love that. 
Yeah, that is so, <laughs> yeah, for running a business, any kind of work, starting a business, running a business, anything. Yeah, you get what you give. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. So any last pieces of advice or things you want to touch on for our episode? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I want to thank you for, you know, sharing your story and starting something. The hardest yeah. part is just getting started. Like so many people yes. have ideas and never bring those ideas to fruition, whether, you know, there's a bunch of excuses, like I don't have time or it's not the right time, mm -hmm. or, um, maybe I'm not exactly the right person or I'm not, you know, in the best place yet. But I think the best advice is to just start. And I, I read a book, yes. um, called big magic by Liz Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert. Have you read that book? I haven't, but I'm always taking book recommendations. Okay. So yeah. So she wrote eat, pray, love, and <laughs> okay. this is a pretty different book, but big magic. I, I love it. Yeah. And she says to follow your curiosity instead of like, as opposed to following your passion. And I really, oh. really love that advice to so follow your curiosity. I was curious, like, Oh, will someone pay me to take them out into the woods yeah. and do yoga? And the answer was yes. But if I didn't even try and follow that curiosity, then I would have never known. So, um, you know, and, and if you told me, you know, six, seven years ago that I would be in Asheville running a business that takes people out into nature to do yoga, I'd be like, Oh, you're crazy. No, I'm going to be working right. in an ad agency and like making Super Bowl commercials. So I think yeah. just again, following that curiosity and going with the flow and just fall like developing and following that intuition, doing the self-reflection, doing the work and prioritizing your, your happiness and your purpose and your fulfillment. Nice. Very awesome. Well, thanks so much <laughs> for sharing that your insights into mm -hmm. business. I mean, so much your insights into business and life really with us today. And yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. That concludes today's episode. Thanks so much for sticking around. As always, remember to like, share, rate, review, you know, all those things that give me the digital warm and fuzzies. And keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, stay in the light. I'll see you next time.